search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broken by Concept. Um, hope you're all having a lovely day, morning, evening, night, wherever you're at around the world. Now, I want to kick off today's episode with a ancient Chinese proverb. I love it already. Okay. You read Sun Tzu. I love Eastern philosophy. Okay. It's a bit of a story. So, I'm sit back, story time. Yep. Here we go. A farmer and his son had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. One day... The horse ran away, and their neighbors exclaimed, Your horse ran away. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few days later, the horse returned home, leading a few wild mares back to the farm as well. The neighbors shouted out, Your horse has returned and brought back several horses home with him. What great luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. Later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break one of the mares and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The villagers cried, your son broke his leg. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. I love that A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through town recruiting all able-bodied boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son because he was still recovering from his injury. Friends shouted, your boy is spared. What tremendous luck. So, to which the farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. The moral of this story is, of course, that no event in, in and of itself can truly be judged as good or bad, lucky or unlucky, fortunate or unfortunate, but that only time will tell the whole story. Additionally, no one really lives long enough to find out the whole story, so it could be considered a great waste of time to judge minor inconvenience, inconveniences as misfortunes or to invest tons of energy into things that look outstanding on the surface, but may not pay off in the end. The wiser thing then is to live life in moderation, keeping an, as even a temperament as possible, taking all things in stride, whether they originally appeared to be good or bad. Life is much more comfortable and comforting if we merely accept what we're given and make the best out of our life circumstances. Rather than always having to pass judgment on things and declare them as good or bad, it would be better just to sit back and say, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We end the podcast here. End the podcast, wrap it up. That's actually the thousandth episode. Like, that's it. We're done. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like this really ties in beautifully to some of our previous episodes. It's kind of like, we've been at like a theme of the month, which is like, in a way, um, critical thinking. And obviously, we had the Nassim Taleb book that we commented on about randomness and all these things. And I think that I love this story. I really do. And I think it really embodies one of the key messages of the Broken by Concept, which is, okay, you had a bit of a rough game, a rough block, a rough week. Lost streak. Yep. Rather than trying to categorize it or name it or give it, a, a, give it, just a, you know, rather than trying to define what the hell happened here, let's just take a step back. Just, just go with the flow of things. Stick to the process. What's his response again? Uh, maybe, maybe maybe so maybe not we'll see maybe so maybe not we'll see it could be good luck could be bad luck doesn't matter what happens you stick to the process you stay present in the moment you do your due diligence get into the details get in, do this yeah, the same the same mantras the same things that we always talk about 
And then only time will tell what happens. Only time will tell. And maybe there's a trend, right? We'll see that eventually over time. But we got to zoom out a little bit. Don't get caught up in every single little thing. Every event. We attach, we latch onto things. Now, following from this, um, oh, and I want this episode to kind of revolve around controlling thoughts. Okay. So I um tying this together with a few I got a little different a few little different things today. Uh, we're obviously reading um meditations for the book club this month. And I'd read it a few times before and going around it through again, <clears throat> I mean I hadn't read it in, a, in quite a while and going through it again it's, it's you know obviously an amazing experience every every every, every single time you read that book. Um and there's a there's a little quote and I don't have the quote on me but off the top of my head it was something about along the lines of Try, it says, control, something like control your thoughts. The things you think about color your soul. The things you think about color your soul. And we've talked a lot about controlling your emotions and how controlling emotions isn't really doable, right? We spoke about that. You can't just like... You're going to have a response sad. to a negative You're going to have a response no matter what. Like it's it's not your... If you, have, if you feel that emotion, you can't just... Say you can't just say some three three you know three words in a row magic sentence away. and all goes away. No, I will not be angry at my lost streak anymore. You can't just say it like that. And and so either we have a toolkit to prevent that from even occurring in the first place. We have the solo queue contract that can kind of manage those emotions. But before that, if we kind of rewind, um, the way you think in a way internally, your internal dialogue largely dictates the emotions that you will feel. And let's 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 use a personal experience. Okay, let's say you're in line waiting to buy coffee at a cafe, and someone like rudely goes in, cuts in front, and then you're instant like before you even a lot of the time before you say something, or you know as your emotions are building, you'll be saying things in your mind like this idiot. Um, you'll just be what should like you start to have a conversation with yourself a lot of the time. Um, I mean, unless you're a very you know brash person, you're going to go just instant, you know, system one response. But most of the time when it comes to these situations, you're going to have some form of inner dialogue relating to what your response will be based off, you know, what you say to yourself in that moment. And this goes with anything. Like you, we, we're just constantly talking to ourselves, especially for the people who have active minds. And when it comes to controlling emotion, it actually starts, and according to Marcus Aurelius, it starts by controlling your thoughts and that internal dialogue. And the way I envision this in a more practical sense, Nathan, if you have a conversation with someone and they're really annoying you and you don't want to, have, and you don't, maybe you don't have to have that conversation, you can always just cut it off, say, look, sorry, I'm kind of done with this conversation, I'm going to leave. No one says that, Curtis. But you can do that, theoretically, right? <laughs> theoretically. I mean, I mean, people... I mean, my dad does that. My dad is the best at that. Yeah. If we're going through a mall yeah. and someone goes up to sell him something, say, no, not interested. And just walk forward. Like, <laughs> no hesitation. Yeah, I love that. No hesitation. Yeah. No emotion. Yeah, it depends on the situation. But yeah, yeah. But, but my dad was a master of that. Yeah. He could, and then when I talk to my dad about something he doesn't like, my dad would instantly say, I don't want to talk about this. He would just change the topic instantly. Love it. That's what my, my dad... That's what he always did to me. Yeah. In sometimes <laughs> positive and then negative, a lot mainly negative. But Dad, I really want you to talk to you about like my homework. No, no, it was just cut off straight away. Can you tell us about your math homework? Well, it wasn't that, <laughs> but other things. But anyway, um, and I think that 
the way I envision it in my mind, and I've been trying this over like the weekend, like when you feel a certain way or like you, you, you start to, especially for the people here listening to the podcast that kind of are very in their, in their head a lot. And I think that for me, especially I deal with that a lot. Like I'm constantly talking to myself in my mind and to, to, to a detriment. Like I think that contributes overthink, to, that's what overthinking, overthinking is, is yeah. overthinking. Just shut up. I, sometimes I just want to tell my brain to shut, shut up. And in a way you can, so instead of, so for me personally, the way it works, Nathan is like, I can, I can, I feel like in a way I'm like reading a script in my mind and it's just me versus myself. It's like, I view it as like there's two people, but there's not. It's obviously just one. But in my mind, it's like I'm having. So is that like the angel and the devil? Yeah, the angel stuff? and the devil. Like this is my tattoo, right? It's the same thing. I have like this one part of me that I don't like, and um, and then a part that like is more rational. And in a way, in the past, the, the like the this negative side kind of represented like the, the part of me that I didn't want to be, or the type of version of Curtis I didn't want to be. And I would have that dialogue. Like I would just go through it. Like I'd be happy to have that conversation. I sound like batshit crazy right now, but you got this little devil thing. You're just like sitting there, just enjoying the conversation. Yeah, like, like there's gonna be two sides. Like, yeah, like I like your devil guy. Oh, the angel guy seems. Ah, oh, no, I like this guy. Yeah, and like they, 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 I'm having this conversation, but I've never thought about just not having the conversation. I've you never said, guys, stop talking. Stop. Yeah, and then, and just and just put your mind in another. Think about something else, and it's doable. But it requires training, requires discipline, requires being conscious of this dialogue even happening in the first place. And I guarantee you, even right now, I'm sure that people who kind of are in their heads a lot and tend to overthink and maybe have anxiety and things like that, you would know what I mean. And I think it was obviously varying degrees of this. The most relevant example is the end of season, people are reflecting over their season and they're like, oh man, like I fucked it. Like I'm so shit. Yep, like I got nowhere. Classic. I went backwards. I'm so shit. And I'm they start terrible. talking and that's the internal dialogue, right? Yeah. All, and it's, but it's not just one short, sharp sentence. It's, it drags on. It's like a, it's like a story. And then, then you like connect this to some other thing that might be relevant. And then you're just like, and then now at an identity level, which a lot of players tie their ranks to their identity. It's like, I am X rank. I am, that's my worth. Spot on. Yeah. And I think that um, we become so used to it and we, we actually are largely unaware of the quality of the conversation we're having with ourselves. And where this all kind of tied together was I had a conversation with Gifts. Classic. I always talk about Gifts. And he's, you know, he's now starting to be a, he got accepted into a doctor doctor program. He's doing, um, he's becoming like a psych, psychiatrist. Yeah, when he's a world-class psychiatrist, he's going to be on the podcast. We'll probably have his face yeah, up here. Yeah, his face soon. will be up here one day. Um, and he said to me, so he's been obviously studying and um, learning more about the mind and stuff like that. And he had a class that it like opened up this whole, like he's connecting everything back to his league experience. Mm. And he had bad ranked anxiety. Mm. He'd always had it. <clears throat> and in a way, he said, I, I was actually unaware of how sick I felt playing League of Legends. So as he was about to queue up, he would already get a feeling yeah. Like he would feel sick. Mm. Like he genuinely felt physically sick when he was pressing play. But that became so normal that he would, and, and, and like the things that he was thinking become so normal that he was unaware of it even happening. He was actually unaware of like that entire dialogue. Like, and he was, and I always just say, Gibbs, how's your ranked anxiety? He says, yeah, it's fine. Like he would got to the point where he was playing a lot of games, but the, the feeling still persisted. And in a way, it's kind of like the fake process. You can, you can still do something even if you're not getting results just because you've become accustomed to that's how you feel. That's right. Rather than addressing it at its core. And I asked him, so I'm like, how do you go about it? How do you actually change that? How do you get rid of the ranked anxiety for you? And he said, 
I just have to address it. I just simply didn't address it. I became content or that was the norm for me and I didn't address that feeling. I just let it there and it was just festering in the corner. It's just, that was my default response. And he said the simple thing, that the only thing you can do is address it. Think about it, connect it, reflect on it, become aware of it. Simply raising awareness to its existence is sometimes, sometimes enough to, to tackle it and battle it and then, you know, to, to potentially develop a toolkit or figure out what specifically is causing the, the anxiety. Um, and I feel like this all, again, ties back to the dialogue controlling or for, for, for Marcus Aurelius, the things you think about coloring your soul. And I love, I love that. It's like a beautiful way of framing it. Um, have you, have you experienced, so Nathan, cause you're, you're the opposite. You're very, I would say you're, you have a lot of conversation with yourself, but in a positive way, I would say you're, you're not an overthinker. No, I'm not. You're not an overthinker. No. So this doesn't really resonate with you too much. Um, <clears throat> what does resonate? Huh? Because I would say you do definitely have times where you you overcomplicate things, but I don't know if that's stemming from overthinking or not. I'm unsure. I don't know either. I'll have to think about this more. Right. Okay. Um, and so yeah, you know, and the point of one of the main point I want people to take away from this is, you know, I would say it's not easy to really be aware of what the quality of your dialogue is internally. It's not easy because I mean it, it becomes a lot. Of, you're doing it every day. I mean, overthinking Sometimes hours and hours and hours. And overthinking hours. and poor dialogue. I'll two different that, things. I mean, you think because like your sort of situation. Two different things, but I think there's a lot of overlap. There's probably overlap. Yeah, yeah. So like, um. Okay, let, let, okay, let's let's go a little let's go a little bit deeper on this then. What's one of the favorite things, Nathan, that we like to do in Diables when when you want someone to come to um, to like learn something about themselves or le- or come to <clears throat> a, a solution themselves? You ask better quality questions. Yeah. So you get you if you can ask better quality, the be- quality questions. Yeah, the better quality questions you can ask, the better answers you will get and the more learning you will get a lot of the time, right? We always talk about that the importance of great quality questions um are very thoughtful questions that have intent and kind of stem like show thinking and thoughtfulness and i think that it's the same thing in terms of dialogue with your friends and i say this in the mla people say you know there's the mla community and the conversation is goes a certain way and then they have their own friendship groups and the quality of the conversation is significantly lower so then when people go from one friendship group in a way and they start to spend more time in the MLA, there's a, there's a big gap. There's a gap. Like and you can kind yeah. of see it straight away yeah. when people first come in and then, yeah. then you have to like raise awareness. Like we don't talk about this. We don't use that language. In a way, we're aware, we're hyper aware of how toxic poor quality conversation can be yeah. on one's Which mind. Which is normal to other people at the time. It's, but it's know, normal. Yeah. That becomes the norm. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And, and it's not even, you know, when we say like, you know, you only need a few good quality friends. That's not because of how they're going to influence you with what they do as such. It's more like the way they think and the the quality of the conversation. And so the quality of the conversation is the crux of, because it determines the, the decisions they will make and the type of person they're going to be. And the it's like a flow on effect. So it's all, whether it's in real life or whether it's inside your mind, it all stems back to the quality of the conversation and then the quality of the questions you ask yourself or to that other person. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, for me, I mean, we talked about my ranked journey last season, but, like, 
I mean, I'm going to finish Diamond 1, right? <clears throat> Which is below from last season. So I could easily go into that whole, I've regressed, I suck. But it all makes sense to me. Like, I'm not scratching my head like, why did I lose 800 LP? It's like, you know, like we... It's very obvious to me. I mean, you can break it down if you really go in depth. Yeah. And like the only thing you could be like angry for yourself would be, why did I let that happen? But then I just view it as a learning experience, you know? Yeah. Like that's been my my mind switch is like, okay, that's interesting. Like, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty like Nathan, come on. Like you, I think you knew that one, like the whole champ mastery thing, that sort of stuff, switching champ pools and stuff. But it's like, you know, like, I feel like I had to have, like, I was going to do it eventually anyway, because for some reason I had some narrative. I you had some narrative down. and they, they were going to be exposed at some point. At some point, right? Yep. So you got to have those painful experiences. They're great. Funnily enough, like, kind of, I know there's a bit of a detour here, but so I, I was streaming one of my games <clears throat> in my Discord and mm. Kova commented, he's like, how did you not get tilted? Like, he asked me in the post game, like, how, how did you feel at this moment? Yeah. And it was like, a, it was like a- It was a situation. I just got, I died from like this heck room in like this really- like unavoidable gank. You know those ganks you're just going to die to every time? Yep. Like there's a predator with ghosts. Like yep. I'm, I'm going to die. Yep. No matter where I am in the lane, well, I'm I mean, going to I, die. I'm not the one getting gank. I'm the one doing the gank. Oh, this is just, it's just done. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who <laughs> yeah. this person is yeah. given the situation, yeah. they're going to die. Yeah. Right. And, and like he asked like, why didn't this annoy you? And, and like, how did you feel? He, he didn't, he asked the first question. How did you feel? What was mm. going on in your mind at mm. this moment? Mm. And it took me a second to answer it. Cause I, I couldn't really know why it didn't annoy me. So I thought about it. I genuinely, because when I die to something that I, that it's unexpected, my number one response is, I'm just curious. I'm like, hmm, I didn't see that coming whatsoever. Like, ah, oh, interesting. Uh, like, in a way, I actually view it, my default response when I die to something unexpected is interesting. It's, I'm curious. I'm, like, curiosity is like the number no, one that's thing. That's your initial response. It's, that's my initial yeah, response. Yeah. Like, hmm. You train yourself. That's a habit you have. Yeah, and he was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. How are you curious? That's a very good point. Your initial reaction to things is, yeah. Curiosity. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Do you ever get that feeling? Like, so when something doesn't work and you, you think that it would work and then it doesn't, what's your default response? Is it to, like, say there's like a gank or an invade and like something catches your guard that you never would have thought. I mean, I might instantly think about how I could have done it better. Right. Or let's say something catches me off guard. Because in a way, it's like, I just got outplayed. It's like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, I'm okay to I'm get okay outplayed. As well. Like, that's something I feel like me and you, like, the, a lot of the, the really good mindset high reload players mm. have. It's like, you're just curious. Like, I, I want to know how I can avoid that. It's more, like, I only get annoyed at things when I know it's coming and I know exactly, like, how it's going to play out and I mess up mechanically. Yeah. Like, those are the ones that are more annoying to me because I can know it. Yeah. But, like, something that I'm genuine, like, if I get outplayed, getting outplayed is a good feeling. Yeah. Like, well, well, the difference is that that you and I, we have all this knowledge and experience, right? So, right. So, we haven't, people won't know what outplayed and what. Right. You know you, what I mean? You can't categorize they, it as outplayed level, or yeah. I don't know this or... Um, because, like, let's say I, say, I know everything that's gone wrong in my games. I'm not scratching my head, like, why I'm dying or why I'm losing, right? Well, you can, like, that's categorize That's because it. I know. I understand what's going on. And then that allows us to have a curious right. reaction. But, right. But yeah, if, yeah. if you're, like, let's say, because there's many, you know, salty people, like, reviews, like, I don't know what the fuck's going wrong. It's like... I don't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not going to be at that level. So that's why I help them to True. review it. It's like, it's like, you just take it, yeah, you take you take it, it for granted. granted. That's another thing. You just, it's just like operating in there and you don't even realize it exists. That's a, that's a really good point. I got to be careful with that because I can't expect other people no, to be curious at very, all. Very, you can't. You and can't. I, and I never talk about this. Like, yeah. he just asks yeah. as like a, as a curiosity yeah. thing. Like, what do you think here? Yeah. Like, why don't you get pissed off? 
Yeah, and but that that's, curiosity, that's unique. That's very unique. It's because of the 10, 10 years of work you've put in. Right, and I've seen nearly, I've seen like every scenario. Yeah. So if I get caught off guard, it's rare. Yeah. It's rare to, to get caught off guard. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I know everything that's going on. It's like, okay, right. you die to invade. It's like, well, I wasn't thinking about my land. Like, League's a pretty simple always, game. You can always bring it back to something. A, I always say League's a simple but advanced game, you know? I don't think you can call it simple. It is. It's simple in terms no, of like... No, it's not. You just, again, that, I think that ties into the same point. One? We're just taking it for granted. Okay. Like, we just know, we spent thousands of hours okay. watching and playing the game yeah. of, and with, true. with yeah, intent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. of course it's, yeah. you're not going to, it's not, we think it's simple because we can mm-hmm. kind of see the trends, yeah. but I just found that interesting as like a little side note, but, um, but yeah, look, I think moving on away from like the controlling your thoughts, I think I would love to hear stories. And, and I love that Chinese proverb as well. Cause I feel like that is the definition of controlling your thoughts. Mm. He could easily have just gone down a rabbit hole in <clears> any <throat> one of those scenarios. The key one is not letting, like, like a lot of what maybe we've emphasized is the negative, but even the positive things that happen, he doesn't react. He yeah, doesn't the care. positives. It's the That's negatives the key and thing. the positives. That's the key thing because how people react with win streaks, I feel like is actually the most damaging thing in the game for yourself. Because <clears throat> you don't actually know if you got just lucky, if uh, something that's working and then suddenly it doesn't stop working and you start exploding like what it was doing was was wrong in the first place. And so I think that, um, yeah, I actually am always on people. Like when they start posting screenshots of win streaks and stuff. Yeah. You got to careful, careful, very careful. Okay. Cause yeah, it's never going to last. Never, ever, yeah. ever, ever last. Yep. Okay. Yep. Welcome to League of Legends. No matter how good you think you are, You'll inevitably get a lost streak. You're gonna get beat down. You will get it's beat just down. It's when. It's not it's just, if. It's when. It's when. Yeah. It's when. And then it's how you're gonna respond to that. It's yeah. Yeah. Spot on. You're actually spot on. It's how you're gonna respond to when you get beat down. That, that's that's. I mean, we'll talk. That about is it. league in a way, isn't it? That is the determining <clears throat> the determining factor between people who <clears throat> climb and don't climb. Who can deal with getting beaten down, the best? Who can deal with getting beat down and, and then getting back up again? Yeah. I mean, I have some um, some Eve players in Solitude, like Diamond and stuff, and. They literally can't deal with invades. They always respond like, fuck it. Like, I just, this is just a show. Because they get invaded on the red and stuff. And then, then it's like, okay, well, let's get into the details here. And then you can actually create a toolkit to how to prevent invades and stuff with like your wall, your path, all that. So, um, yeah, like, you can easily <laughs> get into the traps where it's just. Well, you know what the, you the, the most fundamental belief here, Nathan, that yeah. like the, the psychology, the, the cognitive bias, I don't know what the, the actual term, the, the name of this cognitive bias that you're talking about yeah. is we think that it's like, it's like recency bias in a way, I, th- I think where we mm. think that every loss is somehow connected with the previous game, mm. but no loss, like every game is independent. Like every are, single yeah. game Absolutely. is independent. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win seven in a row. You could theoretically win another seven in a row. Mm. Nothing is actually stopping you mm. from winning another seven in a row. Mm. But we become, we, and this is, we t- said this in another episode, we try to create narratives. We join we events. Love narratives, yeah. Our mind, our, the human brain is amazing at creating narratives. Mm. Be- we, we're incredibly complex, sophisticated narratives that will tie together concepts perfectly. To make sense. And in your mind, it will make perfect sense. Mm. But it's just not. Nothing. It is every game is independent of the next. It doesn't matter if you've won seven in a row, 20 in a row. You could win 10 in a row and then easily win another 10 in a row and then win another 10 in a row. If you, it's nothing to do with like riots not out there, have some formula to prevent you from winning. Mm. That just doesn't exist. Mm. Just about pure decision making. It's pure decision making. Yeah. And there's obviously a lot of luck involved in having win streaks. Mm. But um, yeah, you're right. And, and 
Who's going to... And this is the thing, Nathan. Who genuinely says, I got lucky when they climb? It's rare. I would say... It's, I do get some people in the MLA say, but it's rare. Mm, it's rare. It's, it's, it's very rare. I mean, but no one would ever focus on it as Or well. luck more is, I guess, is the, referred to when they're losing when more they're losing, than they're, they're winning. Unlucky, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just defense mechanism, right? Yeah. At the most fundamental level. Yeah. Um, I, saw a, I saw a tweet uh, about... Um, the percentages of like ranked players, and I found it really interesting because you know we don't we don't think about um, how many people we're playing with, right? And um, okay, before we get into the numbers here, where this all stemmed from, Nathan, um, and I, I think we did briefly touch on this in another episode, but I want to go deeper on it because I think it's such an important point. Okay, hopefully most of you were Squid Game. Right, I'm sorry. I'd like, well, there's some ridiculous percentage of the world as well. Squid Game. Seen Squid Game yeah. And in Squid Game, if you haven't briefly, there's like, um, you know, these contestants, or if you actually, to be honest, if you haven't watched it, just skip this section. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, essentially, there's like these games where there's all these contestants. Say there's like a hundred contestants, and then they play these like brutal games where people like die. And then only a certain amount of people kind of make it to the next round. If you lose the game, you if you lose the game, you you're die. out. Yeah. So it's like this. There's like this one specific game where there's like a machine gun, and then if you if and you're meant to like stop, and then and then it turns around, you have to run and try and get to this line. And if it sees you move at all, like registers any movement, you get shot down. And what I love about this analogy is because it's complete opposite of League of Legends. So when you when in Squid Game, when you did something well and someone else didn't, they instantly got punished. They're like literally mowed down right next yeah, to you. Yeah. And then at the end, like you see all the dead bodies behind you. Like yeah. you make it to the line. Yeah. You like look back and yeah. like see like a hundred dead bodies there <laughs> yeah, or some shit. Yeah. You're like, wow, like I must be good. Yeah. Or um, I was better than all these I'm people. Better, I'm just better than all these people. Yeah. Right? And you yeah. can like look at it. You look at their bodies. You can see the people in front of you. You can see the failure. You can see the failure. Yeah. But in league, you win a game of league, like in league, you win a game of solo, like you, sorry. And then you don't see all the other people fail. So like, say you, you make it to like, you work your ass off and you make it to platinum four. So let's look at the percentage right there. Right. Let's so we got the percentage. So, so platinum four, for example, say yeah. platinum four, I found this interesting. You're in the top 12%. So you're, 12. so you, let's say a hundred people in this, this game. Was, this was, I think this was taken from NA. So yep. I, obviously it might be a bit different every server. Yep. So, again, use the Squid Game analogy. 100 people had played this game, Red Light, Green Light. They What's that? That means... Only 12 people. You're yeah. one of the 12 you're people one that of the made 12 it to the end. People. And 88 people of corpses behind you. Yeah. Imagine if you could see all the... Like, imagine if some, there's some, like, weird thing where you could kind of see all the people losing and failing and, like... Given up and given quit up. in. We don't game. see... You don't see any of it. And, and, and this is such an important point to make because we don't... We only see the winners. Like, when you're... In Platinum 4, you're only seeing all the people that have survived uh, up until that yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then if you make it to Diamond 4, you're in the top 1.8%. In NA, that's only 36,000 people mm. from Diamond 4 and, and, and above. Mm. 36,000 and out of 2.2 million. So if you were to like play a giant game of Squid Game with 2.2 million people, there's millions of people dead right behind you. Yeah. And you're in the top one. Point eight percent, and we call, and this is the craziest thing, is that you know where all the hate comes from, like Diamond Four shit, mm. from the from the thirty six thousand above you, <laughs> thirty six thousand people above you, comparatively to the the other one point, you know, two million, two point one million, 
And because we only, again, we're listening to the only other people that are higher than you. We listen. We don't listen to the people below, right? No. We we don't we don't see them first of all. We don't talk to them. We only see. I mean, all the streamers and the people that are like like who dictate the league culture above or high elo players, right? They're the language. They're they're coming from the top. They're coming from the. If you're in if you're in masters, five thousand four hundred top five thousand four hundred top zero point two seven percent zero point two seven percent grandmaster zero point zero five challenger zero point zero one five we're talking ridiculous percentages here you have to cut someone into tenths it's ridiculous and so this is the power this is the toxicity the toxic element of not seeing the failure for every person you're made into diamond four, there's people f- crumbling all behind you. And imagine if we saw that. If we could see it, you'd your rank mu- journey would be a lot different. Your rank yeah. journey would be much more. I yeah. guess it would it would be more intuitive or it make more sense. You're like, oh, okay, I actually feel good about myself. Like I'm doing really well, and and you're struggling. Like people complain about struggling from like D four to D two. Mm. Like that makes sense to struggle. Mm. You're going from the top one point eight percent to the that's top zero point five percent. People just think it's going to be super easy. They think it's going to be super easy. Well, because they're told it. Hard. They're, they're told that. Because... We're told it's easy from the people that are a GM. No yeah. shit, it's easy. I guarantee the first time they were in Diamond Four, it was not easy for them either. No. When the first time I was in Diamond, I was stressing out, dude. Like, yeah. climbing through Diamond for me personally, I was like, I thought Diamond One was the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help when I when I'm calling the game simple. Exactly. You got, you got Joe Blog over here. Bloody red analyst calling the game simple. You know, it's not simple by any means. No, it's not, no. And so, you know. Yeah. And I just thought, just, you know, just just be, give yourself a pat on the back. You know, if you've made it to like, look, even if you've made it to Platinum 4, holy shit, you're in the top 12%. Congratulations. You won the lottery. 88 people are dead behind you. So, um,. Yeah, just found that fascinating. It's very interesting. Um, so I'm taking over the show today. Let's go. Um, to the show. No, that's 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 basically it for me. Um, I know we, we want. Do you want to talk about the ranked profile thing? Or yep, yeah. So we got to touch on okay. this. I mean, we have to address this. Yep, it's we got a to address topic. It. It's an important topic. But it's not. It's, got to do with this here. isn't confirmed, right? Yeah, it's coming next patch. It's, yeah. co- it's confirmed. Yep. Holy shit! All right. So what we're talking about here is. Um, Riot Games has implemented a new private profile feature that allows players to hide their gameplay stats, match history, and rank that they're currently testing before it hits live servers. So that's for next season, right? Which is obviously our season ends tomorrow and stuff. Yeah, but that might not be on the first patch. Uh, It might be. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. We don't know. So we need to get specific. So let's read more of this article. Uh, So this will be basically... um, uh, so League's new private profile option. This feature, which now appears above the low spectate, the low sorry, the low spec mode option in the general tab, um, will say "Make my profile private." So it's a setting you can check. You can check, make my profile private, and the option reads as follows: Enabling this will prevent other players from seeing your rank, match history, and gameplay stats, as well as spectate your games. Your summoner name, icon, and level are always public. Okay. Well, your summoner name, icon, and level, and level. So you get into the lobby, people will still see your your name. So, so let's, let's but can they OPGG you? They'll OPGG you, but it will, nothing will come up. Nothing will come up. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. 
wait, more to this article. Um, as of now, it is unclear if enabling this feature will remove player stats from being publicly entirely. Many uh, lower players rely on third-party websites and apps like ProRFS and OPGG to see their teammates' match history. So that's actually unclear that's still. unclear, yeah. yeah. So let's do a hypothetical then. Okay, so we say hypothetically if you can't. So you get in lobby, you see a summoner name, and you can, can't look up, you have known nothing about them. So what does this mean for the League of Solid Curtis? Should we do a whole thing of like positives and negatives? Yeah, we've got to do a positives and negatives. Okay. We've got to really think critically about this again. We've got to be careful here. I think let's start with, to make everyone happy, let's start with a negative. <laughs> yeah, to make right. everyone happy, yeah. Everyone's like, no, the worst change ever. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But let's, let's make a few distinctions, though. I feel like you can't even group the any rank below... D1 or master like there's okay we'd have to do positive and negatives for master and above and and then masters and below yeah I agree because you can't they're not the same no. like so let's start with below masters yeah. okay below masters negatives uh, so below masters negatives so you see their name in lobby though yeah but you just can't okay so negatives below masters um so you would you wouldn't be able to see someone on your team who is uh first time in a champion? First time in a champion. You wouldn't be able to know if they've if they're um you know, trying to troll and derank the account. You don't know yeah, if you they're playing main role or off role. Yeah, you don't know if they're getting main or off, yep. That's I guess quite big. You don't know if you have an autofill jungle or not. Yeah, that's a big one for you. Um Um And then obviously, yeah, someone who's literally just trolling. Or yeah, they could so. be just trolling. You don't really know. Um, yeah, like we said, we don't know if they're on their main champ or not. Or they, they even have, if that champ's banned or not, we don't know. Like, we don't know if like if their champion is, but, but they would probably type it, surely. But we don't know. That's, again, left up the chance. Um, is there anything we're missing here? So it's all around do essentially dodging trolls and dodging and getting more information about your teammates to ensure that. So then you know whether to dodge or not. Is that essentially? That's essentially it, it yeah. right? Yeah. As the negatives below. Yeah, you don't know if, if a one trick has got their champ or not. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But okay, let's say that's. I mean, is there anything else? I mean, that's basically it, right? I think it's simple. Yeah. It's pretty simple for below masters. Yeah. I mean, um, all those things are obviously going to also apply. To Masters and Above. Yeah, 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 but I think we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. But okay, positives. Positives. I mean, I think the whole French list thing is amazing. Like, because I had, I know so many people in the MLA that even had to make new accounts because they're worried about their friends looking at their games and their match history and commenting on their match history. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, getting like, judged by your. Yeah, uh, judging yeah. by friends and all that. Yeah. Like, that's a huge one. Um, I think as well, just in general, like the peer pressure is way less. Like you're, 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 you're more incentivized to kind of stick to the process. Like you don't have to prove anything to anyone because mm. you can just put it on private. Mm. Um, positives. I would say that in a way there will be less dodging. I don't know if this is a positive or a negative because in a way, okay, like I don't know if this is positive. Or negative. Let's just kind of discuss it. Yeah. So, you know, we spoke about them. The, you won't be able to dodge in a way 
Like you won't know if there's a troll or not. Yeah. But in a way that kind of gets cancelled out because, because neither same, team knows. Neither team knows. So yeah. in a way it's kind of negative. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Like if you really You're think gonna, about it's it, gonna be 50, 50%. it's going to be 50 50. Yeah. Over it's, a long enough game. Over a big enough games, it's like yeah. if no one knows who the trolls are, it will kind of get cancelled out. Like as long as you don't just dodge and, you know. Does that make sense? Like, yep. unless you are the troll, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that in a way it kind of incentivizes you to stick to the process. Like, yeah. well, I know jack shit here. And it actually probably gets people more focused on themselves because they, they can't get all yeah. this information, which is a positive. Like they yeah. have to just perform well. Yeah. Stick to chant master, just yeah. do my thing. Yeah. And like, they're not going to think about like dodging off roles and shit like that. They're just going to play the game. Obviously, you know, dodging people who are like going ghost clans, Nunu top, you know, that's going to happen. But most of the time, trolls are going to go disguise. If they really want to lose the game, they're going to lose the game. Yeah. So at right. the end of the day, it's I don't think I think it's negligible. Yeah. So overall, I think it's a great change. I, I honestly like, and this is the thing people said like it's negative, but I, I it's fantastic. It I, really I is. think across the board, as long as you aren't the troll. Yeah. I think it's and even if you are the troll, it's probably better if, you, if you're the troll out there. <laughs> yeah, it is as well. But but yeah. I think that it's a win-win. Yeah. I don't really see the negative below Master Tier. Because yeah. you shouldn't be dodging and doing all this. No, and overcomplicating. Over the moment I get master. a review and I see a Poro Fessa, I'm, I'm yeah, me stressing. Too. I always talk about I'm stressing as I'm well. I'm stressing, man. I said, why do you use this? What are you looking at here? <laughs> yeah. I even asked, what are you looking for here? <laughs> it's just because we say this time and time again, it's there are the, so many mistakes below Master Tier. Yeah. That it's 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 out of control. You you you're focusing. You're putting too much mental energy in the wrong things. Yeah. So over the grand scheme of long games, I just think if you're below Mars, it just is completely a, a net positive. I would say. Yeah. I would say it's a net positive. Yeah. Something might come up to us later on, and I'm sure there's people out there going to write us an essay about how wrong we are and how we're just how uh, we're so disconnected from the low. <laughs> and now round we're also, two. We're we also just uh. Apologetic for Riot Games, we're like, yeah, we just love Riot Games. Apparently, we're just <laughs> yeah. butt brothers. You People know? probably think we're employed by Riot Games. Yeah, yeah, literally. So yeah, for me, I mean, looking yeah. at it, I think it's a net positive, man. I think it's genuinely a net positive for mental health. Yeah, from I think it's fantastic. It's change. fantastic change. I love it. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's talk about. So let's assume that everyone. Would you reckon everyone would do it? Like. In a way, what I'm afraid of is like like peer pressure. Oh my god, you're one of those guys. What's yeah, then it's the it's gonna be like these yeah. elitist club. Like no, yeah. no, like public. It's like gonna be like a if political movement, it. dude. It's gonna be a political movement oh, to have it on no, public. No, no, because what could actually? Okay, this is one. Let's say in the lobby, three people. Uh, you like look up like they're not private, and one person's private. People might start abusing him already. Like, show us your profile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can't be in the lobby, right? No. Yeah, who knows? What man. do you reckon? It could, it could create some weird, yeah, like weird elitist dynamic. mentality. Yeah, like this, like it might become standard for. Yeah, if if you have private, pro, you're like you're hiding something. Like people don't like hiding from them, you know. Like like people automatically, it's like you're shady. Yeah. Like the most the most you know the most simple psychological psychological thing, is if you smile. You know you know how we're in the, the um the the apartment. No, the op. Thomas's store. Yep, Thomas yep. Do you see all the photos? They all had like smiles with their teeth showing. If you don't show your teeth, people trust you less. Right. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Right. So you, 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 the the point being that. Like, so if you smile like this. Yeah. This is. Yeah. <laughs> which one do you like more? I guess the second one. The second one. There you go. You know. <laughs> 
Because you're not hiding. You know, my, yeah. I'm not hiding my, hide. my pearly whites. Right. So you're saying that the less, the more we know about someone, the more safe we're going to feel. That's right. Yeah. 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 Does it make sense? Yeah. I mean, it might create some weird power dynamic, elitist mentality where yeah. you, you know everyone's going to abuse you for not having your profile public. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But who cares? You just mute all, right? Mm. I mean, they'll give up eventually. Like, they'll just accept, right? So yeah. So let's if it's your friends. But look, I'll be honest. Like even the people that have elitist mentality, they, they, if they're going to try hard, they will probably still put their thing private. And then they'll like they'll make it public later on when they when they're high rank and yeah. show off their win rates. They'll show and off stuff. their win rates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's talk about Masters Plus then. So we know there's a lot of one tricks in Masters, obviously in Master Plus, especially in NA. Yeah. I would say there's a lot in NA. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more auto filling in high high elo because the queue times are longer. There's le- you mean there's less or more. There's more autofill. Yeah, more autofill. Yeah, you'll get correct. your role most of the time in lower yellow. That's correct. like if you queue up in silver, you're always your main role. Right. Okay. Because there's just so many people. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So the thing is, you still see the names. So at least in like, if you're masters, you're probably playing with the same people. You probably notice. You probably know a lot of the ones. That's right. I'll be honest. Yep. Like, and people could change their name theoretically. Yeah. Right. Maybe if you name change all the time, you probably won't know. Actually, that's a good point. You could just change your name all the time and they wouldn't know who you are. No. That's actually another good point. I guess you can actually truly hide. If you're a one-trick, it's actually probably good for you. So let's start with, I guess, I mean, let's just kind of, these will be blended together. So I think it's hard for us to do positive and negatives. Let's just list out all the things and then we'll give it a rating at the end, right? So one of them, an interesting dynamic is that if you're a one-trick, because, because you could keep your profile private, okay, for example, imagine this. And this actually happens in Oris. I know this for a fact. Say one Q, like you get Q pop and then you see who's on your team and then it dodges and then you know that person's in Q. So then that their champion gets banned. That's right. So there's a Katarina one trick and everyone knows the Katarina one trick is in Q. Katarina will get banned the next lobby nearly every time. Yeah. But because Q times are so long, that person doesn't want to exit Q. <clears throat> so a lot of the time, then they're going to get their champ banned and then they either have to dodge or they have to just play out the game. Yeah. And because dodging is obviously heavy, pen, heavy a penalty now, dodging is actually really hard to do. So, Mike, it could actually, in a weird way, does it make? It, I think it's better for one tricks because if you change your name often, you could probably get your champ more. Or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. It matter. It doesn't matter. So, it wouldn't actually change one tricks at all. Mm, so again, so how does this work? one tricks and higher? So you're basically saying, let's say, so how does this affect one tricks? Let's say a Katarina, you, you pop into a game. There's a Katarina one trick on your team, but you know that person by name. Yep. Okay, if you know that person by name, that doesn't mean that anything. doesn't mean anything. But if you don't know, if you don't know them by name, yeah, then they may, they're always going to get their champ. Yeah, they'll get their champ. The so next in game. Masters, maybe it's actually a benefit. It's a positive, net positive, because less people are going to know your name. But the higher you get, it's basically negligible because everyone will know you're a one trick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So for a po- so for one trick in Masters, it's probably a net positive. For the average player, then what would we say in in Masters Plus? You mean Masters below? Masters Plus. We're talking Masters oh, Plus. Okay. The av- like in Masters Plus, the average player, not a one trick, but someone who has like a you know a multiple champs. Triple. Would you say it's a net positive or a negative? So when do you actually dodge? In Masters Plus. I mean, by the way, this change doesn't affect me at all because I never look up anyone, okay? So... If I'm dodging, it's only because... Yeah, the comp. The comp, comp is garbage. Yeah. Or... My like, I just know... Really sucks. I have a really... Like... 
I mean, pretty, pretty much the people that do get off field in my games, they're gonna dodge anyway. Yeah. Like personally, it's not gonna affect me that much either. I don't think. Yeah, I've already. It's very rare. It it's very rare that I, I, I OPGG the team. Like I know them all anyway. Yeah. Like I know who they are. I know what they play, yeah. and I'm never gonna dodge. The one tricks that get their ban, their, their champ banned, they're gonna probably dodge anyway. Hmm. I mean, they do. I mean, I know the Kale player in Os in, in my games. He always dodges when Kale's banned. Yeah. So in a way, I, I still don't get how this is going to change over. Is it boosters? Can people complaining about like boosters? How they can kind of they won't know if your someone's getting boosted or a boosted account. I guess. I mean, sure, you're going to miss. Yeah, out. but again, then it's the same. It's like over net positive games, it's, and then same with the other team. Yeah, same right? with the other team. It yeah, wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Because people just again tunnel on what their team is going to get, but it's going to it's going to even out in yeah. the long run anyway because yeah. the other team has the same exact livelihood. Yeah. So at the end of the day, why is everyone? What's all the fuss? Is that is everything a big fuss? People saying it's yeah, the worst people saying it's like the worst change ever. I, I think we're missing something massive, and I can't tell what it is. Yeah, because I thought about it, and I'm still I, even before this podcast, I thought about it. Yeah, and I couldn't genuinely think of like some real big negatives. Yeah, so I, I think overall, it's good because people will focus more on themselves yes, and less on correct. their teammates. And the only counteract to that is that you can't see trollers quote-unquote trollers inters on your team mm. but again that's going to be evened out yeah because both teams can't see the inter yeah yeah so yes i guess you're going to have to cop a few losses <laughs> but you're going to get you, cop a few you, wins you're, yeah that's right you can cop a few wins so as long as you keep playing and you're not the the quote-unquote troll or inter, <laughs> you should be okay yeah Everyone's happy. What's the... Yeah, I don't really see how the reasoning is flawed in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's only bad if you get emotionally affected by that one auto loss. Yeah. Like, if you're the type of person that can't right. deal with that auto loss, then, yeah, yeah this change probably isn't going to be good for you. No. Yeah, again, when people are outraged, they're thinking about in isolation that, that one, one game. game. They're yeah. thinking about that one game. They're not thinking about your journey across a thousand games. They're thinking about one game. And and remember, if yeah, if as long as you're able to determine, like, okay, I'm versed to troll this game but I had the troll in this game. Like you can, if you really wanted to for your sanity, you could track it over a hundred games and it would be basically be 50, 50. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, in that one block, it might feel really painful. Yeah. So as long as you understand the mantra of the, the, the process and the three blocks and how this one block or even this one week of games isn't representative of my journey, then that's fine. So now more than ever, actually, you're going to need to have a process or you're going to need to have a toolkit to deal with these auto losses. Yeah. Now, if, if you've been dodging them because you can't accept reality that they're going to, now they are going to happen. They are going to happen. You're going to get auto losses and you're going to get auto wins though. And those auto losses, you better not let them affect you because they're going to be inevitable and you that's can't great. avoid them. Yeah. I was like, that's the biggest takeaway. Yep. So I don't mind it. I agree. I actually don't mind it. I think it's great. I don't mind it whatsoever. I mean, I, and I think, like, again, where this all comes down to is, like, I think a lot of people are going to get their main champions more in high elo. I think. Because unless they, again, you're only saying unless they don't know your name. Unless they don't know your, yeah, sorry. If they don't know your name, then sure, but maybe it won't even change anything because everyone knows everyone's name anyway. That's right. I'd say it doesn't change. If you see anything lobbying that dodges, everyone's just going to ban that champion next anyway. That's true. Doesn't change much then. No. Nope. Excellent. So, if we're wrong usual. somewhere, which I'm assuming we probably are, <laughs> yeah. being up to being you know pessimistic, but let's let's um let us know in the comments. We need to know. We need to hear. We from need the to know how is this? Where are we wrong here? 
All right, next topic. Do we have another topic or should we jump into We've got a short one? Is it a short one or a long one? Um, my next topic. Yeah, what is it? Um, let's see. We had another one here. Oh, I wanted you to share that story about the perception of challenger players, your, your oh, journey. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's not a short one. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. So Story I, time with Curtis. So I played a game on my second account... Playing a bit, learning a bit of LeBlanc. And I'm actually pretty good at LeBlanc considering I don't have many games. Because I've just studied the champ a lot. And it actually feels relatively intuitive. Yep. I've actually done pretty well in the games that I've played LeBlanc. I think I've only played like seven or eight games. And um, I played this game. And I was saying it was a really hard LeBlanc game. Where I think I got counterpicked by something. Um, and I got... My jungler didn't come mid at all. And I think we had two, like, two losing sides or something. And my jungler got invaded. It was like a really tough game. But I actually did really well. I did pretty. I did pretty solid, and then anyway, um, this guy was just raging in the chat. This jungler was just flaming, and and then he like just flamed me right, and he knew that my account was I think it was plat one or D four, I think it was D four, but it's high MMR, so it's like a high yeah. diamond yeah. diamond one MMR. Yeah. So I was in like a D one master game, and this I think he was like a, a high mid to high maybe like a, a mid diamond like a D three D two player. And then he was raging. In the middle of the game, I said, I just did a little, I know this sounds terrible, but I did a little experiment here. And I said to him, hey man. A social experiment. This is, yeah, a bit of a social experiment. <laughs> I said, if I was challenger, what would that mean for you? I said that. That's a word by, uh, I think word by word, I said, if I was a challenger player, what, how would this change your, what would this mean for your worldview? That's what I said. And this guy has no idea who you are, obviously. No, he has yeah. no idea who I am. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he said, it's impossible. Look at your CS per minute. A challenger player wouldn't have um, that much CS in this game. That's what he said. Dead set. He would not have that much CS in this game. And I've noticed this not just within this game, but as a trend in the in the league, cult, like just a league um, community. People have this crazy expectation of challenger players, where like they're this mythical beast where they do everything flawlessly and on every champ, no matter what, they're just going to get 10 CS per minute. They're going to 1v9 the game, no matter what. And they're just going to, they're going to be this crazy, like just mythical thing. And in reality, challenge players, when you're actually there, when you play in high grandmaster and challenger games, it's, it's just consistency. It's all the basic things done really well. Um, they can't do things outside of the champion's capability. You can only ever do what the champion's capabilities are. Now I was I, I would say I'm like a challenger level LeBlanc player, but I played pretty bloody well. I played to my limits and the matchup was just really hard. Even if I was like Shovy or something, I'm not gonna have ten cents per minute that game. It's impossible. Yeah. Um and This is the hard LeBlanc game. It was a really hard LeBlanc game based off, you know, just the entire game. And so in a way, no matter if that was Showmaker or Chovy or me in that game, he would never have believed that was a challenger player. And when people are climbing, say, in, in Platinum, and then they think of like a Diamond 4 player, they think of them as this, like a really That's fucking right. good player. Yeah. Like this amazing, don't make mistakes. Like they wouldn't do that. And then every single time, without doubt, without fail, when these players do get to Diamond, they always think, oh, is this just what it is? Yeah. And they don't believe that they are worthy of that rank until they play at that rank. Mm. And they're like, oh, Oh, this is way easier than I thought it was. Mm. Every single time, I got a guy, um, lithocyte in the in the MLA where he went from like plat all the way to D two, and even now he's like, 
I, do, I don't even deserve to be T2. He's like, this is it. Like, it's just too, it's way, too easy. Like, I don't feel challenged because yeah. he gets it. Like, he, yeah. things are clicked. He's got the chair mastery yeah. and he thinks it's something. He thought it was something that it wasn't. This is what happened with Ishan as well. Like, he he was like struggling in platinum for a bit. Platinum one, building up all these fundamentals and stuff. And then he got to diamond four and he instantly went to diamond two. And he also had the same things. It's like, like, is it? I was like, what? Like, why was that so easy? Why was that so easy? Yeah. Because again, in league, things click like mm. multiple, it takes time. Mm. Like it's non-linear, improvement's mm. non-linear. But, but the other thing is that we just genuinely think that players of a higher rank can do things that boggle our mind, but it's mm. really not that mm. at all. That's not what League of Legends, climbing League of Legends is. Climbing League of Legends is a very, it's just all the small things, the very basic fundamental things done really well. And it's like, okay, if I'm playing Oriana, I'm, I'm just going to hit every, I'm going to hit most of my cues. I'm not going to miss basic CS. I'm not going to die to random ganks. I'm going to ward and lean. Like, this is all the basic shit done consistently game in, game out. And it got me thinking, like, how many people are out there struggling in their rank climb, holding to themselves to these insanely high expectations just because they think that X player, to be at that rank, you've got to be like this insane player. Mm. Just that, and this is one of the, probably the biggest things that creates ranked anxiety. And um, I found that fascinating, this guy in this game. And he genuinely wouldn't... He, w I guarantee you, he would have bet any amount of money that I wasn't... I'm like ranked if, 17 on the server. If he showed you a profile, I'd be like, that's nah, not He you. wouldn't believe that's me, <laughs> right? If I showed him my profile, yeah. my man, yeah. like ranked 17, challenged yeah. for like seven seasons in a row. Yeah. Like you would say that's... You know, it's impossible. That's that's you. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's an interesting perception. An interesting perception. I think, that, I think that's something we all got to be careful of. What... You know, what does it feel like? If, and, and, and funnily enough, and one last touching on this, I did a review. Um, this reminds me of the, I did a review last year with Helia. Was it the start of the year or last year? With Helia. With Sh and he didn't tell me who the player was. And it was Showmaker. And I reviewed it as if that was just like a normal just Akali a normal player. player. Yeah. And like, obviously the Akali made mistakes and things like that. And then after he told me it was Showmaker, I was like, oh. Then your perception changes. But then now. my perception changed. I'm like, oh, yeah. if that's Showmaker. If you reviewed that knowing that was Showmaker, you would actually... I would have reviewed it differently. Differently, yeah. And that's a perfect example. And yeah. when you break it down to the league, the game of league, player, yeah. all ranks and, and like name tags removed. Yeah. Like you can see it as it truly is. Mm. And and um, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And just goes to show. So it's definitely something for people to dwell on. Mailbag. Just show me the mailbag. Away we go. Jingle, jingle, jingle song. All righty then. First question here. Not actually a question. This is a success story. Share. We love success stories here on the BBC couch. Tyler's email is hit my ranked goal with the help of BBC. This is from Hunter. Hey, Curtis and Nathan, after finishing last season in silver, I hit plat this season with just wow. a week off to go, and I can't thank you guys enough. This podcast is always a highlight of my week, as I'm sure it is for many others. The purpose of this email is to lay out my best of season strategies. I utilize from you guys to help with my ranked journey. Let's have a crack. Number one, three block, three block, three block. You said it three times. The three block strategy has been incredibly useful for me in breaking up my larger ranked goals into smaller steps. Instead of getting too lost in the big picture, focusing on individual blocks, 
uh, block goals help me immensely. Number two, playing with intensity. This was one of the biggest ones for me. Playing every game with 100% focus and intention to win definitely made me win a lot more games. It's crazy how simple it sounds, but taking absolute responsibility for the game's outcome and focusing up is huge. Number three, taking responsibility and looking for mistakes. In terms of long-term improvement, this was huge for my climb out of gold. Even even though I could have blamed my teammates for a mistake that they made in the game, I looked to try and find even a seemingly insignificant error on my part instead. Criticizing your own play and realizing there is so much more you could be doing is the first step to improvement. These simple strategies helped me climb even when I began uni this fall with good time management. Love the podcast. Thank you. Hunter. Wow. That's it. That's the BBC right there. He just summarized it <laughs> at three you. key points. Thank you. That's the BBC mantra. He yep. just embodied the BBC mantra to the T. And Perfect student. Yeah. And he gets the results. You know, what a surprise. What a surprise. Just happened to do it. As, Stuck as to the well process, many, Hunter. Many absolute beast. So, I mean, great job, man. Great job, Hunter. That's excellent. Really good to hear. I mean, and it's not easy to do. It's no, not easy to that's, do. That's hard to do. It's hard. What, he, what he did sounds simple, easy, but, it's, but hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Playing, especially playing with intensity. Playing focus. with intensity is hard. Yeah. It requires energy. You've got to be very intentional. Playing three blocks is hard. Yeah, you gotta like hard. you gotta have intention, effort in terms of like scheduling your day, yep. like a three, two or three hours, and that's stopping a, at like losses, yeah. ending on a loss, yep. like all these things. It's hard. So, yep. and then the other one, taking responsibility, again, incredibly hard. Yeah, these are not easy. They're simple, but they're difficult to do consistently. You can do it for a block or two, but doing it for like months is hard. Yeah, I so mean, props to you, I Hunter. mean, we don't work with Hunter. We don't know Hunter. No. I have people in Salsa that still struggle to do all those things and I work with them every Even day. Even with you yapping in their ear all the time. <laughs> yeah. You, you know? must have very good discipline. Yeah. So, you know, it may sound simple, but it's actually very difficult what Just he's put doing. Put in the work. Yeah. All right. So then our qu- first question then comes from Martin. The title is email is facilitating without a clear win condition. Hi, Nathan and Curtis. I've been playing league on and off since late season three, but I've only recently started to take rank seriously and play a lot of games with the goal to climb as high as possible. In the past two and a half months, I've played nearly 400 games and have reached platinum three with a 53% win rate, which I'm quite happy with. I can't thank you guys enough for the enormously helpful content, both in terms of game theory and in terms of mindset psychology. That being said, I have a specific gameplay related question. My mid lane pool currently consists of Twisted Fate, Yone, and Silas, and I queue Thresh support secondary. Having been inspired by Curtis' video with uh, Cupcake, I'm realizing I enjoy the role a lot. However, I've noticed I have a mental block when it comes to playing TF and support in games where all my other laners are losing. It feels like I'm trapped and nothing I can do is optimal. Ulting as TF or roaming as a support doesn't achieve much of anything and all leaning on lane dominance runs counter to my champ's identity. It's like the game is doomed no matter what and I can't help but write it off as an auto loss. Even when I look at objective metrics such as team gold income or objectives. So my question is, do I stay on my lane anyway or do I maybe try to follow my jungler around and force 3v2s and 4v2s? Do I roam to the losing lanes anyway in hopes of equalizing and stalling the game out? I really enjoy playing Twister Fade and Thresh. I know I'd love to improve in these scenarios. What are you guys' thoughts? So I guess I'll take the reins on this one, given you're it's the, a TF you're question. The Twister Fade um, expert. 
So, so first things first. Um, Twisted Fate is not a champion you can pick every game. It's a situational pick. That's why it's good to have in a pool, but it's not good to rely on like every game. And the reason this is the case, as you probably know, um, you need to be able to create secondary win conditions. Um, ideally, TF is picked when you see you know a lot of volatility in side lanes, as well as snowballing matchups. Like you know those Camille Fura matchups, those Aurelia, Darius matchups. Just any melee versus melee heavy trading topside is excellent. Um, you ideally want or a carry jungler, Kane, Kha'Zix, um, things like that are excellent with Twisted Fate. Alternatively, again, bot lane, if you have like, you know, something like an Aphelios Lulu and you get them ahead, that can be a win con. So you're thinking, you're thinking about picking TF with these champs yeah. before the champs. Yeah, it's just even champs. I mean, TF is a pick that you can only pick based off what you see. Yeah. If you're picking TF with like a tank jungler, with like a, like loot, like just... Sejuani jungle on top? Yeah, it's just auto-lose. Really? It's just useless because yeah. you do no damage. Yeah. Um, so ideally you have plenty of damage on your team to provide utility for. And ideally the less CC, the better. I hate playing anything with CC. I want to ideally be the sole CC, CC yeah, because then it makes it really hard for people to build Mercs and yeah. hard to build QSS. I agree. I hate playing. It makes TF against, really, really annoying. Like TF, like TF, like Grays or TF Kindred. Yeah, TF Grays, TF Kindred, TF Kha'Zix, oh, TF Kane. They're all that. incredibly oh, TF good. TF Kha'Zix. Oh, TF Kha'Zix is one of the best combos in the game, I'm telling you. That's, it's out oh, of control. Jesus Christ. Um, if I see that on my team, like you just, know you, win. It's, you just win. Yeah. Um, there's certain comps that it's just like if you have like TF, Camille, Kha'Zix topside, no matter what happens, bot, you can like win that game. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. Um, anyway, so draft is obviously a very important factor. But let's say you're in one of these games and your side lanes just lose really hard. Then we're talking about the skill of wing con assessment. And wing con assessment, yes, it's important, like, but it's something that I don't really talk about too much until like diamond like mid to high diamond like it definitely is something you need to think about but i try not to go too deep what i would say what was his name again martin right yeah what i would say at that point look you got to be able you got to have a hypothesis on the how desperate the game is there are going to be some games where you feel as though, okay i kind of like my team is kind of losing but i feel like if i can just play the front to back with my team with my gold cards we should be okay or i've got like a kind of fed like a cane jungle if we stole out the game and i play around the cane we should be okay even we have two losing sides um there's two options though at this point when you kind of have these hopeless games one you can actually just say screw it this game is desperate i gotta do something crazy so like you start to look for plays on the losing side to counter gank you start to like just try and f brute force a win con like you would when you're playing like a Jarvan you have you had a bad early game sometimes you just got to brute force a win con in, mm. in, in a desperate mm. game by doing really inefficient ganks mm. getting two, th two or three levels behind just to create something mm. right but uh, you know ideally you know those are very rare games I would say and then or the beauty the beautiful thing with Twisted Fate is that obviously the champion has a lot of skill expression with your ultimate so what you can do creative things in mid game by like um, ditching waves to create man advantages. You can like hover your split pushing Fiora and like alt, alt them to get them. There's so many like creative things to create man advantages that you can do when you see other people kind of splitting or not grouping. So um, ideally though, like you, the, where this all starts is getting a gauge on 
what you perceive to be the win condition. But if you feel if you're if you're really pushing it, like you're at a stretching, like you kind of got like two losing sides, your jungle's behind, that's just an auto loss. Because hmm. Twisted Fate's not a carry, you're not a 1v9 carry. You are going to have a lot of auto losses with Twisted Fate. That's just the nature of the champion. So that's why you've got to get very good at knowing when to pick the champion as well. But even when you pick it in the right place, sometimes you can, you know, it doesn't mean it's an auto win. It's just increases the likelihood. So I'd say that's the advice, man. Try and have a go at guessing the the desperate nature of the game, how desperate it is, and create a and then then you'll know how desperate you need to be with your ultimates. And then sometimes you do have to just make plays on the weak side if you don't have a wink on through your jungler. I mean, that just is the reality of the champion, man. Obviously, if your team doesn't scale, of course. Um, something to keep in mind. Greg, that answers the question? Yep. Brute force. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. Do some crazy shit when you're behind and you have no no wing cons. No wing cons. Just yep. try to get, you have nothing to lose, right? Yep. You're gonna lose. You don't want to lose slowly. Don't wanna, go I'd rather crazy. go. Yeah, I'd, exactly. You don't want to lose slowly. Go out with a bang. Exactly. <laughs> Make the game as difficult. But as the thing is, with Twisted Fate, he probably is one of the few champs that can turn around games because people get complacent they do, yeah. as the game goes on. Hmm. And I've won so many games. Yeah, all it takes is like one pick, one pick into the next pick, into the next pick, and then because Twisted Fate can make picks, one of the best pick champs in the game. All yep. it takes one. one yep. People they get complacent. They start to split push one through one. Boom, straight into mid, 5v5, 5v3, kill them, kill, kill them three mid, boom, that can stall out the game, you have really good wave clear, boom, that's it. So TF is probably one of the games where you can win creatively later on. All right, next question is from Luke. Hello, Coach Curse and Nathan. This is Luke slash Lithosite. Oh, Lithosite, that's who I mentioned before. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Recently, I've been having a problem that I initially thought was about confidence, but now I realize it's deeper than that. For context, I climbed from gold two to diamond two in a little more than a year. The issue I'm having is that I don't feel like I deserve to be diamonds. Oh, this is kind of what we're speaking about, <laughs> yeah. right? I see so many players putting in more effort than me as far as champ pool, VOD reviewing games played. I also see players with much more nuanced understanding of the game. And here I am, blind picking sauce with basically random runes and items, rarely VOD reviewing not having a consistent schedule and climbing very quickly. 300 games at 57% win rate and 179 size games at 60% win rate. I have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm good at beyond apparently destroying the enemy nexus. I do think I'm playing at a diamond level because I'm climbing in diamond, but there are so many better players that are lower ranked. All this is leading me to having mixed feelings when I climb slash promote. I feel like I should be happy about it, but I'm not. I mean, this goes back to um, unique journey, unique journey, but also the the mind, body, heart, and like all in in on like a certain thing, and yeah, you know, that like, could be a thing for sure. Like people might look more more rounded, but you're you're doing something that's better than people at at that level at a diamond. Let's level. tie back to that episode we did. Well, I don't remember what episode it was. Remember we spoke about the heart, mind, body. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like probably ten episodes ago or something yeah. like that. And then that soup that. Uh, so that fighting game player was saying how there's players that look better, maybe, but there's but they're just doing something better than you, the high, the, the, the the better player than you. Yeah. So what he said was, um, you get this in fighting games a lot, where, um, you look at like one player who's like a one trick on one hero, or whatever, I don't know what they're called in in like Street Fighter, and they're really good at that one, but they're really good at one thing, like they've all into one style of playing that that hero in a way, and so. Un, but if someone's more rounded, well-rounded than them, it doesn't mean they'll always beat them because this guy is so good at that one thing that it counteracts being well-rounded. But that only gets you up until a point. So for you, Lithosite, if you don't feel as though you're well-rounded, you won't get punished for that until you're like Master Grandmaster. Yeah. You only get punished for not being well-rounded like when you're in Challenger, like getting to Challenger. That's when people are competent enough 
and well-rounded to punish you. Um, but you won't get punished for that for a long time. And, and it's even hard to even compare. And I said, what in the video, it's hard to compare journeys. He, you might be again, natural talent background. Yeah, his background is a key one here as well. We don't know anything about how, what games he's played before this. And I just think the thing with Lithosite, he has a metric ton of champion mastery. He knows how to win games with Silas. Like he knows what ults are good. He knows how to play fights really well. He knows how to kill people. He knows his limits better than anyone else. Like it's like tying back to, it's perfect. That street fighter analogy. It's like, he just knows his champion better than than other people with how round, well-rounded they are. Yeah, He's over-indexed on champ mastery, and that's fine. That's a perfectly fine way to climb because now you can start to be well-rounded as you like get higher Like these things up. that you're talking about, like creating a more bigger champ or Voldemort, that is the real round, well-rounded That takes stuff, time. So in a way, yes, this player theoretically, if like mm. if you stuck in your ways, if you never like evolved to be more well-rounded, and then this guy, you gave this guy who's more well-rounded like three years, two years, whatever, they would be way better than you. Yeah, But now they're not. They're yep. still leveling up. Yep. So what you got to do is you got to make a choice. Do you want to be that kind of singular identity type player that plays this one champ really well to to a master GM level, or do you want to be a more of like a well-rounded diamond player? You know, in that in which case you probably need to put Silas to the side temporarily and then play some other champions. But sometimes that's not what everyone wants to do. You know, if you really love Silas, you know that's okay. You can still get to a very high level, and not everyone wants to get to GM and challenger. You know, you got to find this again ties into your goals. Um, so I would refer back to that episode. I think that in the title it was called like heart, heart, heart body, mind, brain, brain mind, 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 brain, 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 yeah. brain, body, uh, heart. Yeah. Uh, in the title, if you search it on the YouTube channel, you should be able to find it. It'll give you more of a context, bit of context there. But hopefully that clarifies things, man. Like again, you're un- you've got a very unique journey. You've over-indexed on certain skills, and because and, and also one thing we didn't even touch on here, some people have a more a harder journey because of the champion they play. Someone who's trying to climb with Corky mm. has to be way better at their champion mm. in order to get the same result mm. because their champion is, isn't good in solo queue. Mm. Silas is obviously pretty good in solo queue. You know, good in chaos, right? You're good in chaos. Something to keep in mind. So hopefully that gives him some reassurance about why he is and whether he deserves it. He or definitely not. deserves it. One hundred. You can never say you don't you, deserve the it. The rank system doesn't lie. Rank system doesn't lie, man. You are definitely that player, and you're probably even going. In my mind, watching you play, he's going to get to master. Yeah. Pretty soon, yep. he's probably going to get to GM. Wouldn't surprise me. All right, next one here is from Stephen. The title of this email is "Y'all Were Right." Y'all. Y'all. Hello, BBCers. Steven here. I just thought I would share some of my Season 11 experiences with you. Contrary to Timifa, I failed. So remember Timifa said he, he, he last episode okay. in the mailbag, he, he succeeded. Yep. He got his rank goal and then he sort of just yep. chilled out. Um, I started at Gold 4 beginning of the season. I decided to stick with the Church of Annie. Grinding out fundamentals and reviews. I ate Gold 1 in six months around June. But whenever things got tough, I started blaming my champ. Playing hard carry champ, switching my pool and spamming games. The devil creeped in. I start rage queuing, aka gambling addiction. Last week, I went from gold 160 LP to gold 440 LP in two days. Losing a combined total of 21 games in two days. I don't think there's much three blocks going on there. Let that sink in, he says. In the most humble way possible, I was losing to players I'm better than... But because of my mental state, I could not perform. What does this mean? Well, no matter what progress you achieve or rank you hit, you cannot fall back on bad habits. 
I think this is the last time and I hope this is the last time that I gave up on the process and attempt to ego my way to a rank. For me only, I know for certain I will never hit my long-term goal of challenger if I do not review, playing three box and focus on my out of game. Other players may achieve high ranks in spite of their habits, but you cannot follow their roadmap for their journey is different. I learned am not one of those players and hopefully I can share a success story with the BBC podcast in the future. For now, I will leave a question that sort of ties into the reason I rage queued, maybe similar to Nathan's struggles with quarantine, the last episode. Normally, I have a set schedule based on my work schedule, and when I get unexpected time off, I can literally play 20 games a league while maintaining my responsibilities. I'm 21 and live at home. Should I get a life or continue a healthy solo queue schedule and play normal games after? What... What do you mean by that? Is in how do you interpret that? The question at the end, or is yeah, the question at the end. Um, is in quitly? Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Okay. Well, let's tackle this one. Well, League of Legends, it should you know for the ninety nine point nine percent of the population is going to be a hobby. Yeah, and it's gonna. It can be a very enjoyable hobby. It can be a very satisfying hobby. You know, a, uh, it can be a creative outlet, a competitive outlet, a craft, something that you pursue mastery in. It can be a you know a beautiful little thing that you you do, but it can also be a, a massive negative um, if you're not careful. And you don't have a good relationship with the game. Your real life scenario should always take precedence over league, no matter what. That's right. If if you ever feel like that rank solo queue is in any way negatively impacting your career, your relationships, things like that, then it's probably a sign that you need to take a break from the game. You know, and have a you know really put it to the side. So it it sounds like he's saying it sounds like he's saying should I go to real life or should I play league with a healthy schedule but then just play normal games? So all his time is just league, gives free time. Oh, so he's gonna play league anyway, but just not ranked. Yeah. Right. I don't really, yeah, I feel like that's way worse to, yeah. to mindlessly play normal games. Yeah. I mean, again, that, that that could be him. I mean, he could just use League, but that, that's having a very different relationship with the game. League, in my opinion, isn't a good, like, wind-down no, autopilot game. No. Like, just grind Diablo or, yeah. like, yeah. you know, sit on, like, a de- deathmatch Call of Duty map yeah. or Fortnite. Yeah. You can do that. There's m- many games that will give you a better experience for that. But I would say that um, you could easily balance work, relationships... I mean, I've got people in the MLA, you've got people in the Soul 2 that are successful, married, kids, yeah. and manage to find time for three blocks and have a, a good relationship with the game. It's yep. possible. Yep. Again, it comes down to scheduling how important it is to you and how passionate you are about the game. It's not for everyone, but it really depends what you're into. So I would say, first of all, you've got to have an honest conversation with yourself. What do you, what do you want to get out of the game and what do you find enjoyable about it? And if you're asking, is it possible? Then yes, because we've we've said many stories, success stories in the MLA with people who are much busier than any of us yep. and find time yep. and have good relationship with the game. So I think the whole question, if you want to play normal games versus ranked, that's ultimately up to what you want to get out of the game. And if you're looking to have a casual game, league's not that. Um, would you, is there anything you would add to that? I mean, my, my first response is both. You should both be getting a life and then yeah. just have leagues like a healthy, healthy hobby. hobby. Yeah, spot on. And don't play normal games after says one. Now I agree with Curtis. On yeah, I don't think it's a good game to do that. No. Um, and so look, man, I, and to be honest with you, it seems like this whole like tilt thing from goal one to goal four, and this is our theory, 
whether this stuff is 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 expressing itself or manifest in league it will manifest manifest it way dif- differently in another medium mm. like in your real life in some way shape or form it's like the addictive personality the addiction episode the addiction episode it's going to it's going to be somewhere else whether it's you know porn netflix yeah you know drugs alcohol w- whatever it might be something that you enjoy or even you know the ego problems i mean it's all going to be ex- expressed or manifest in a different way somewhere else whether or not you're aware of it. League is just, a tw- I guess, a medium where it makes it very obvious. Okay, so um, let us know either way. Yeah. Take. To, I mean, it sounds like you need to do some reflection before <clears> jumping <throat> right into the new, new season. Well, it sounds like, because I think Steven's been watching our podcast for a while. I've seen his name before. Right. Um, so it sounds like he, yeah, he did this and then he went backwards and then I was like, okay, you guys are actually right, you know? Right. So it's like, he, I mean, the time he emails, it. y'all were right. Yeah, we're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. But just because we're right doesn't mean it's for him. That's right. You know? Correct, yeah. Because this is our way of the whole BBC and the way we teach. It's just one way. Yeah. It's not the only way. That's right. There might be other ways. We don't know what they are. This is what we This get. is what works for us and what we, we, we get results for people. This is our mantra. All right. So uh, good luck. Take Steven. these learnings, Stephen. It's a painful experience. Bring it to next season. Here we go. Reflect, man. Take your time. No rush. The game's not going anywhere. No, we're not going anywhere either. All right. Well, that's it for Mailbag, Curtis. Yep. Um, any parting words? Clips, book club, same old. Shout outs, mentions. That's Imagine it. if we had like a sponsor in here to say, and don't and forget to try. Don't forget to try <laughs> Nobby's Nuts. Salted peanuts. Use the, use the code in the description below. Yeah. Nobby's Nuts. <laughs> All right. Good work, everyone. We'll see you guys in the off season.